Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello, and welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Another week. How are you doing, Didi? Well, I am broken inside. Brady. Brady. That's what why happened? I, that's, that's a t-shirt. Now he, unre- now he retired twice. And Do you think now it's for good? We don't know. I think he did. I think he did. Do you think he's getting back with Giselle? No. No. I don't know. The Instagram looks like it might happen. Well, Instagram is your space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> old people curmudging on radio, that's my space. Okay. So, Gabby, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. You're not following. <laughs> well, we have a great guest with us today. Gabby, please introduce mes- yourself. I'm um, very happy to have you with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. How's it going? Cool. It's a nice morning, a little bit cold. Cold, yeah. yeah. We're in the Boston area and it's frigid. Yeah, but it's good to be here. It's good to get out of the house and do the drive. So when I use usually podcasts and stuff like that, I usually do it from my Zoom, right? So this is actually a nice experience getting I'm out. I'm glad we took you out yeah, of home and yeah. got you here. I remember awesome. you told me, yeah, here's the address. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. An address? An address. An there address is a thing. You get in your car and you yeah. move. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, you've been in cybersecurity and in entrepreneurship for yep. years. So maybe tell us a little bit about your career, what brought you here. (laughs) Okay, wow. So I started very young. I've been an entrepreneur, I would say, most of my life. Um, The only time that I wasn't an entrepreneur and I actually was an employee in a company is when I had to pay debts because my first company failed. So that was like two years that I've worked as a CTO in a company paid back my debt and bounced back and uh, continued my journey. It's a, it's a life journey, entrepreneurship. So this is something that I love, I enjoy, and cybersecurity specifically and technology. So the, I won't go throughout my entire career. It's, it's going to be a but lot tell of... tell us the interesting tidbits. Yeah, so the last, I would say, 15 years, I've, been, I've built a company called Observe It which is an uh, insider threat solution that was basically sort of like a big brother, to be honest. And we were building a program that watched what people were doing on their um, desktops and servers in order to find if people are misusing data in the company, whether partners that connect from remotely do that. And that turned out to be uh, the leading insider threat solution that is still the leading one. It was acquired by Proofpoint. After that, I took a 180 degrees turn. I tried my luck in uh, something totally different in the consumer space, in the fashion business. I'm not fashionable by any mean, but I created a mobile app, which failed miserably, to be honest. But it was an interesting spin and learning curve for me about content creation, about consumer marketing, which is very, very different from the B2B that we mostly do here. So that together with my background in security, obviously led me to start Wiser, which is a security awareness solution where we create viral videos about security awareness stuff that everybody can enjoy, including families and kids. And we created a platform and we've grown exponentially in the past three years. So we are over 10,000 customers that are using our product. 
and we have both a free version and a paid version and we've been growing like crazy and people love that videos that feel that they are very similar to what you experience in social media so i took that social media aspect the thing that i learned in the fashion business how to create content and i use that together with all my cybersecurity experience and i think something beautiful really came out of this that is so interesting because yeah. that's not the typical road that oh, no, entrepreneurial and security b2b business will take yeah. and so is your Lisa, let me yeah. let me pause yeah. you for a sec because <laughs> I, let's agree to disagree okay. because what i've seen with almost everybody in security is that you get out of security because he said i have enough with security and then you go to someplace else say oh crap this is so, I did it so boring <laughs> right now i'm talking to a whole slew of pms that are going back 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 to security yeah. because after you've done security a little while it's really hard to go into is this all we're doing i i i have to say from my experience i kind of like took a break from cybersecurity for a while and did a little bit of different tech data education tech came back and I'm not leaving. They, so, it, it, it's an addiction. Once you get yeah. into security, it's like something that holds you. Yeah. I think the consumer wasn't boring at all. It just yeah. failed and it was upsetting, obviously. It's because your fashion taste is not no, as good as the market. No, nothing to do with market. fashion taste. Again, that's a whole new, like, I have so much that I've learned about the consumer space. I can talk about it for an hour, but it's, it's, I love it and I may go back to it one day. But what I realized is that I can, when you're looking at things from a different vantage point and you can bring that into the B2B world, something amazing happens when those worlds collide. When you can sort of stay in the business of cybersecurity, but think like consumer marketing. Because, and that's why I also picked uh, security awareness because it's applicable to all of us. It's not something that you have to be very techy to understand. That's something that is applicable for my kids. Yeah. It's something that you feel that you can make an impact on the world. You can make the world a better place. And you have to bring something different because the way security awareness was, the way I saw it, it was people talking very techy to other people. And the thing is, because security awareness is a compliance requirement, people are forced to watch it. And because people are forced to watch it, all the employees have to watch it and they have to get this 100%. So the quality of the content is very low because it's not a choice. So people are sitting down doing the training and not usually thinking. Doing something, usually doing something else at the same time. That's true because the people that created the content don't have that mindset of what if they didn't have to do this? Yep. Would they watch what I've done? But they assume, look, you're going to be sitting down and watching it anyways. So we're going to do it our way. And I said, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And that's why I post a lot of the content that I create, that we create on social media, because it allows me to gauge if people are actually interested in the content because that's it's optional, right? They don't have to. And some of those videos blew up. Like I'm talking like 100,000 views, 300,000 views, which is like crazy. And people are sharing it and we're posting it all over social media, not just on LinkedIn. For some people that know me on LinkedIn, but we're posting it also on TikTok and other places. And the fact that people are sharing it tells me this is good content. And then we push it out to employees and we created actually a share button 
in our platform so employees can share it with their families and friends for free. They no sign up or anything. You can grab the link and share it. And that's one of the key indicators we track the most, not completion rate. Mm. We track how many people, how many employees choose to take those videos and share it with people externally. I love it because it makes the content not just being a compulsory thing, but actually something viral yeah. that you start and probably you, you get paid by those companies yeah. that uh, have an obligation to make to force the employees to go through those videos. But actually, you're doing a better good of making it viral, yeah. making people around the world know about it. It's, it's that mindset of you have to make it viral. Don't, don't fall into that comfort zone that people have to watch it so I can, I can lecture any way I want. Yep. Mm. You have to have feedback. Yep, we have so. a, I have a very funny anecdote about that. Okay. Speaking of the compulsory, we know of at least one CEO who used to make his admin go through the, com go through the training instead of him. <laughs> which kind of beats the, the purpose because yeah. the people that are targeted most are the C-levels. Absolutely. And these are the people least likely to actually do this when it's compulsory. Because again, and, and th I think that's where we failed in security awareness and yep. that's what I came to change. And that's why I post a lot, of, a lot about it in social media. And social media allows me to keep sort of to sharpen my saw to make sure that we keep on creating engaging content. Because, like I said, the companies and the completion rate is all, will probably always be 100% just because people are forced, you nudge them enough and stuff like that. But a few other things we'll look at is how often do we need to nudge people in order to finish training? So this is another KPI we'll look at. And in our case, it's almost nothing. Like people are asking for more, which is yeah. crazy. Because yeah. they enjoy it. They enjoy it, yeah. and that's key. That's amazing, uh, so important. What are the topics you're covering and does it go beyond, I, I, I'm not sure what's yeah. the obligation these days, I'm sure phishing and password protection and things like that yeah. are kind of like the basic obligatory topics, yeah. but what topics you cover, what do you think goes beyond the yeah. basic that people should know these days? So I think in order to, again, in order to get something engaging, I think what you need to do, and this is what we do is we make sure that every video also has a personal benefit. So you can cover phishing in many ways, but you can talk about how our company will suffer if you click on the link and how much money we will lose, which is the traditional, or you can talk about how your social media account will be hacked and that phishing is not only email, phishing is on comments. Phishing, we talk about things like right now we have to do that because technology is advancing. So we're talking about AI and we're talking about deep fake and we're showing examples of how people got scammed by watching social media posts of people saying something. They believe it's the person, but it's a deep fake. People getting phone calls from people they know. It's voice cloning. So you have to keep the interest level up. People want more and not always the same. They don't wanna learn about what is phishing. Phishing is when you are being a fool to click on a link. Like they heard that a hundred times, like give me more. So make it personal. Unfortunately, scammers are evolving yeah. fast. The training need to evolve Now we have them. chat GPD and other AI tools that it's funny now the, f we used to say, look for grammar mistakes. 
Now it's actually it's not look, gonna be. now it's actually look for perfect, perfect grammar, grammar. Yeah. because nobody writes like that. Like who writes perfect grammar? Yes, there are people, right? But most people when they're but just they're not the, the, your friends comment, yeah. uh, you know, probably uh, not your friend or maybe exactly. not exactly maybe so, your CEO. So you can, things are evolving fast. There are topics all the time. We've seen, for example, mass layoffs recently. So those are targets because criminals are sending emails to employees telling them you've been laid off. Open the, the zip file, it has your servants package, stuff like that. And people read the news. They think this is the reality they live in and everything matches. So scams is about, it really comes down to like this distorted reality where you heard about it on the news and then it happens to you and you think, oh wow, like it's real because everything is mixed up. So content wise, make it personal, talk about kids. People love that. When you, when you, when your goal is to make the employee an ambassador at home, to take tools, to go back to their kids and family and friends and say, hey, you should be careful here you're changing the security culture of the company, which is the most important thing. This is awareness, it's not like skill level. This is, we're not trying to train people to be security experts. We wanna raise awareness and to raise awareness, you have to put it into practice. You have to like do this on a regular basis. And the best place to do it is take it home and practice with your family. So give them something they can take home and practice. And actually, most employees are still at home, right? Yeah. So home is work. So Absolutely. improving the behavior at home means it yeah. is better Look, at work. Your kids is playing games. So I had uh, one of my kids' friends. I'm always talking to kids like, like, I told him, look, do you care about like being hacked? And he was like, no, I don't care. Like I, he said, I was actually hacked like five times. And I told him, and that doesn't scare you? He said, no, I just like reset my computer. I don't care, I have nothing to lose. And I was like going on and I was talking about, you know, your identity and I don't care. Like, honestly, doesn't care, doesn't care, doesn't care. There was only one thing that he didn't think about that made him stop. And later he came back to me and he was like, you know what, I, I stopped with all that stuff, like all this crazy stuff that I'm doing. I told him, look, you, your computer is on the same network as your parents. Like if you get hacked, the, the, to jump from your hacked computer, if you have a malware or whatever, to your parents' computer and get the whole family in trouble is like a matter, it's easier. Right. You're just introducing attackers into your home. You don't want to do it. And he was like, you know what? I never thought about it. He thought he was isolated. It's only about his computer. He never thought about jumping from his computer to his parents' computer. They're sharing the same network. What I found to work with the kids is that they'll that somebody will hack them and then embarrass them publicly, like send an email to everybody yeah. at school. That that usually kind of so that's another thing that happened where a kid that I spoke to his Snapchat was hacked, and the thing is what they do, and a lot of those kids are using Snapchat all of that to because the camera has filters, so they save that in drafts or private or memory. All of those things are like private sections in the social media app. It's, they're not publishing it anywhere. It's like private, but it's cool. A lot of funny stuff. And he had some embarrassing, you know, pictures of him and his girlfriend and he was hacked. And the person that hacked him just did it for fun. He just spilled everything on social media. Oh no. Just for like, didn't ask for money, didn't ask for anything, just to show the can. That's it. And for so the people, social life of a teenager, that yeah. the embarrassment, that the emotional yeah. toll. It was a huge emotional toll. 
and and people don't realize like there is nothing really private on social media you you're storing all those sensitive documents you know people use their phones to take pictures of documents like the minute hey, they took a picture is out there yeah you take a picture of just a document in the cloud not even the cloud yeah you, you're just if if something happens you have apps that are accessing your photo album right they, they can read all those sensitive documents that you stored on your phone you took a picture of your driver license you took a picture of so people don't connect the dots and there's a lot of apps people trust Apple Store and Google that they filter out bad apps but they can't the GD and Latal show will return in a moment the GD and Latal show is sponsored by ort in today's world identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers if your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools ort can help ort offers a centralized platform for discovering monitoring assessing and remediating identity threats to your business while most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks with ort your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately ort will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps start your trial today at ort.io that's o o r t.io the dd and latal show is sponsored by hunters hunters is a saas platform purpose built for security operation teams providing unlimited data ingestion and normalization at a predictable cost hunters helps sock teams mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than sim visit hunters.ai to learn more i'll give you an example of something that happened to me okay uh, like recently and i'm security trained i okay. i was trying to park in new hampshire and it's the middle of a snowstorm and i look for the name of the parking app okay and the first app that comes by is a scam it yep. looks exactly the yeah. same way yeah and it, and it comes up in Google it's yeah. the first app that comes in the Google search yeah. it's not really it's not did you yeah. report it of course do you think anything happened no I, I can still find that look a lot of those criminals hack ad accounts Facebook ad accounts or Google accounts and a lot of those companies are not even tracking those accounts at, a, at that level and they're posting ads through legitimate companies as if it's the legit company yeah uh, so, so it appears but it's, they it's change the, the phone app. number they change the URLs because they hacked the ad account yep so that happens all the time I you can't trust all those ads not on Google not on Facebook marketplaces like crazy with scams it's a minefield to be honest like you, you need to be lucky not to step on one <laughs> that's yep. where we are right now so it's a complex world it is. and what's the best advice you can give to those that are not expert that yeah. obviously we are getting confused yeah. and like deep fake can confuse us deep fake voice calls can really confuse us what's the best advice for people first of all you have to care about it and a lot of people think it won't happen to them because it will happen because <laughs> everyone is a target day after day nothing happens like I feel like oh you oh, don't know I know but that's what people feel right like, nothing happened nothing happened nothing happened so you're becoming very comfortable with risk 
because you don't see it. It's not tangible. Cyber risk is not tangible like risk where we see a dark alley and we know, okay, we don't go there. Right. So, and that's the problem. So first of all, you need to be aware. I think you need to start teaching kids at early age about what a complex password is, like simple stuff. It can be fun. You can educate them, like make a funny sentence or something like that, but make that part of the safety teaching material. Just like, like don't take a candy from so a stranger. That's something that also. actually, that's a great example. I usually tell people the same way you teach, don't take a candy from a stranger, tell them don't take a game cheat from a game from somebody from a stranger. Yeah. Because those game cheats can be for a download that it's somebody candy. offered you on Discord. So. It's the same concepts, but you have to apply them to cyber. You have to be critical. It's hard. It's getting harder and harder to find clues because, like I said, grammar is getting better. Emails are getting spoofed. Other accounts are getting hacked and they're using those accounts to hack you like chain attacks. You really need to be an expert to be able to spot. So those you have things. to build that intuition. Hmm. You have to build that intuition. You have to lower your excitement level when you're getting an unexpected notification. It can be from an app. It can be from a friend, whatever it is. Call. You have to verify anything that is asking you to take action, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult. Like just even my wife, when she's asking me, hey, I need this or that. I'm just like, I pick up the phone and call her. Did you actually ask it? On WhatsApp, like, because we friend ask you something. If she, on WhatsApp, if she texted me, then it's her. Right. But there's tons of scams where somebody's WhatsApp was compromised and they're using that person's WhatsApp to hack all their friends' WhatsApp. So you just can't assume anything. It's your job to verify. So before you get excited, if the police calls you, if the IRS is calling you, if a friend, there was another hack in a school where one of the kids got an email, a DM on on Instagram that said, oh my God, I saw you were on the top ugly list. Here's the link at school. And she was like, oh gosh, like I'm one. So she clicked and she logged in and she got hacked as well because her friend got hacked and they sent the DM from her friend's hacked account. Now they attacked her and so now they're using all her. the teenage anxiety. You're yeah. The so now, now the entire list. grade was hacked. You have after school programs. They use Instagram stories and reels and all of those things. So that was hacked and they were telling kids to do one, two, three, four. So it's, it's crazy. But I think parents, I think the most important thing for parents is how you ask um, kids, how was school today? Hey, sweetheart, you know, how was school today? Whatever, whatever you're asking. We have to apply the same thing to this cyber world. How was social media today? Who is your friends on social media? Mm. Like, be curious. It's not like there's only offline. There's online and offline. Ron and his Russian hackers. You need to know who they're talking to. Like, you need to know. It's not like only friends from school. Well, it's way more than that. Digital life is life. Exactly. Basically, our but kids. How they often leave do the parents ask their kids, how was digital life today? No, we, we don't get that. involved. They just yeah. it's the, and that's digital. That's like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. They're, they're spending my, their time yeah. being lazy. That's a very good tip. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think companies have an opportunity and it's an amazing opportunity to turn security awareness from a chore to a benefit. If they change their mindset and they hand employees with education that they can take home, with things they can do to protect their own personal bank account, social media account, all of that, A, they're making a big impact on the world, they're helping people's lives, and that mindset 
will apply at work as well because the way you behave at home is the way you behave at work. So it's not like two lives. So if you start to become more aware at home about your bank account, about your social media account, about your kids account, now when you come back to work, you apply the same concepts. I love this idea. I think it's something for HR and, and other to think about the same as corporate supply, all those wellness programs, yep. like they bring in a nutritionist or yeah. they offer you free gym membership and like they give you all those perks. Why wouldn't they kind of like Who give want ever- that? But uh, the thing is so question yeah, about that which populations actually object to this because you said who would wouldn't want this who does doesn't want it are there people that don't want it it depends on how you approach it but I think we have harmed ourselves by this compliance force training where we have to do the same every year as well we're like going back to like first grade every year and they're like and nobody cares and they're just pushing it out because it's compliance so there will, there will be a pushback if people are thinking okay it's going to be more of the same so but if you flip the tables you turn the tables and you come to people and you do like hey we're doing a bring your kids webinar about online safety it's optional whoever wants can join I've I'm doing this for our customers and like like it's blowing up and like we have a limit amount of people that we can have on a webinar and usually it's like tops it we have to do like multiple people want it who wouldn't bring the teenagers to to yeah, watch it your, of course bring your teenage and it's an interesting topic it's relevant to all of us but again I think that, that's why I got into this because there has it just doesn't make sense that people are pushing back like people should want this what will make more people follow you on TikTok, Instagram and consume your videos you said hundreds of thousands of, of yeah. views it's still small I know. like I know compared so with doing, the world so we're doing two things a we're trying to make the companies push out this content to their employees yeah I'm talking the optional content beyond the the traditional security awareness so through employees you can get to to their family and their friends so that's sort of like our social network the employees and their family and friends that's one way we get to like the masses the other one we work with content creators and influencers on different channels and different uh, social media and they're also posting it and pushing it and I'm doing this this is the it's 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 endless like you have to keep on I'm relentless and that's it's that amazing is, that, that's I, I push 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 and by the way we're also making money out of it because a lot of companies buy into why we're doing it mm-hmm. so they ain't purchasing our solution versus other solutions even though we have so many things for free they are still supporting us and buying the the, the paid version that includes like fishing simulation and some other stuff that are required so it's good for business as well so this is the best marketing ever doing good for the community social responsibility is the best marketing you can imagine just way better and we hardly spent a dollar on advertisement and we just blew up just organic, just organic people organic. virally sharing amazing Absolutely. I want to say something that the social media platforms like the TikTok meta I would love them to offer as something good for the world first so they start make your sharing and and make TikTok after a while tells the teenager yeah you've been scrolling yeah. for too long pause maybe at that point they give them training about cybersecurity so 
they raise awareness. It's good for their business if yeah. people are not hacked and Without, the platform is more secure. Yeah. 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 So that's something that it's not at that level, but, you know, we were approached by TikTok and they started to share on their newsroom. They have like a section on their website nice. where they started to push this out as well. So they are trying again, but there could be much more like Please. this should be almost this is beyond my company. This should be a movement. This is like green, like we have to learn how to be safe online. It's, it's, there's this digital roadways that we're crossing them all day long without looking left and right, just because risk is not tangible anymore. And we're not as a human, as, as a, as we a are, human we are, being, we're not. We're indoctrinated to think of physical harm exactly. versus, versus right. Exactly. Versus so we don't see the harm. harm. So, and unfortunately it converts to physical harm. I don't want to like upset people here, the audience, but, there are some really bad stories of how this ends. So it is a real risk. This is more than money. This is way more than just like losing sometimes money. Sometimes money, yeah. suicide. I, I have a lot different of different bad yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah. Ital, we need to get to our favorite corner because we're getting okay. close to the end of the time. Excellent. So oh, Didi, yeah. you take it. We have a little game to play with you, Gabi. So Didi will ask the questions, but you think about time. And now, Lital and Didi present Prove You're Not a Robot. Three oh. final authenticating <laughs> questions for our guest. Speaking of identity awareness and uh, security awareness, one of the things we do as part of our show is we play this little game. So, question number one. If you were a cybersecurity superhero, what would be your name and who would play you in the Hollywood movie? Oh gosh, this is hard. <laughs> of course it's hard. Yeah, you put me on the spot here. Of course, uh, that's uh, part of the fun. So, if you were a cybersecurity hero, what would be your name? Oh gosh, like I'm gonna be boring here. Well, you're the one that uh, is a social media. Ah, okay. I need to think, guys. <laughs> social man. Social man. <laughs> let's go with let's go with it's the like, Hollywood actor. Let's start with that because that can give you a sense of what the super. I'm so bad in like actors' names. <laughs> and That's stuff. good. That so so far we had Daniel Craig and we had a few others. What? Who did uh, Amit say he wanted to be acted by? Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. Or oh, Bill Hader. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is good. Yes. Yeah. I can. Can I copy paste that? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's okay. So it's, then we can do something with I'm, the metrics. I'm, I, I, yeah. go, I go with Bill Burr. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, guys. Like Cyber Gabby, whatever. <laughs> Cyber Gabby. I like Cyber Gabby. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what's your favorite hacking or breach horror story? But that Could doesn't go together. Like favorite and horror? Like maybe real not, ones? Or maybe not your favorite. That, I have like, I have horror the, stories. The worst I don't know if one. it's like, uh, I don't know if it's a favorite. Like it's it's a bad one. Uh, Do you really want me to tell you this? If you want to share with the audience, if it's shareable. It is shareable, but uh, we actually have a video about it. Oh gosh. Okay. So here is the story. Again, I don't know if it's a favorite, to be, uh, just to put things in perspective. But so... I spoke to a mom, her name is Lisa, and she's actually a private investigator. So she is knowledgeable about cybersecurity. She preached her kids about all the risks and all of that. 
And she told me that one day she, 7 a.m. in the morning, she's waking up her kids and her kid is not in her room. Her 13-year-old is not in her room. And she freaked out, like, where is she? So she's asking her sister, like, where is she? She said, I don't know. She, like, at 1 a.m., like, she climbed out of the window with her backpack and she went out with someone, I think from Snapchat or whatever, and she was like, Oh, what no. exactly oh no and so she started to like talking with her friends with her kids friends and she figured out who the kid was from snapchat that she basically went out with and she started to uh, post it all over social media basically telling her telling people to help me find my my kid and a few hours later she got a phone call from her kid and she was in a car, abandoned somewhere far, like three hours from home. And the story ended well, but apparently what happened is that that kid she met on Snapchat, he was a teenager. He was basically trying to sex traffic her. Like, exactly. And he saw this whole social media post with his face and all of that, and he just abandoned her in the car, and he went away. And so that kid, was probably also a victim. They're using kids that are also victims to lure other kids. So we think usually about kidnap when you think about like... The old dude in the white van. Yeah, this is not, this is just so a it's kid. it's a network that take advantage of other kids to make them... Yeah, yeah. pull other, other pull kids. Pull other kids. Yeah, and eventually, yeah. And, and that poor kid, she didn't even get what's happening. Like she... That's what happened after that. That's what they realized that happened. But she was mostly upset that he left her abandoned in a car like three hours away from home. And she was crying and like she didn't understand even like where this is going. This so, is terrible. But this is like Snapchat. So again, it's not a favorite story. I, no, uh, it's, it's a bad a, one. You talked about horror, but I think I'm sharing this because I think parents should understand that there are also physical risks here. This is not just, and, and kidnap is, like you said, not a old guy or an adult with a white van offering candies. This can be somebody just that your kids are talking to. They can be 16, they can be 17, that's it. Cool. Sorry for that. Not guys. cool, no. but no. I don't know. Maybe you <laughs> should edit it later because this was supposed to be a fun part. But we no, no, no. Definitely you said want honor. You no, said no, no, honor. It, so we but, definitely but want people to be aware learn of this. and be aware. And we're parents. And yeah. as you said, we all. And need she to was be a private investigator. So one tip she gave, by the way, and I sort of talked about it earlier. She said, "Look, I preached." about this like i know this stuff like this is what i do for life like i talk to my kids over and over again about the risks but she said i didn't listen enough she said i should have instead of preaching them asking them who are you connected with who are your friends or even like be curious ask not like scare them and and so that was her advice basically be involved in their life because she could have known, she maybe, said, I could maybe have known. the kid would have shared with her that she has a new friend yeah, on yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. I could have asked, uh, she said, like, because her kid didn't see that Snapchat teenager is a risk. Like, she would have probably talked about him, but okay. she didn't Good see kid. that. So she was like, preaching is one thing, but she said, 
you need to like be involved in their digital life. You need to ask, you need to download the apps they're downloading. You can, you need to use those things. You need to like be aware of this parallel life that they're living and not think the risks are only on the way to school and back. This is so important. Move from pre- preaching to actually being involved and involved asking and them in a friendly way exactly. that will not push them away exactly. from you. Well, here is exactly. a topic for tonight's dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yep. definitely. Cool. Cool. What new technology is going to change the world in the next 15 years? And, and I think yeah. you already kind of like alluded, but other things other than AI that are coming up? What I do think you think? AI is big. AI is big. It's already I here. Think, I think it's, uh, we're just starting with this AI thing. It's, uh, it's uh, it's as big as think I think as the internet. Like I would go Maybe to bigger. yeah. I, it will change how we interact with. Just imagine where we can go with this. Like, and I'm already seeing this is happening. People are using ChatGPT, and and by the way, there's other tools. You know, I've been using AI for many years. Before ChatGPT, there were I've used Copy AI, and there's Open AI, and there's like a lot of stuff, but. It's starting to, to get to a point where content is being created by AI. So people are posting AI stuff on social media. And just imagine you can click on reply or comment and it will, an AI will give you an option to comment and basically we'll get to a point where AI is talking to AI. And there will be like, different AIs with trained on different yeah. uh, subjects and they will be more experts or maybe having more opinions biased towards yeah and the thing is the thing is is that in terms of also risk the problem is that we're now even giving more trust to ai so we were talking about trust as a vulnerability or as an exploit so we were googling and we're saying hey they're tracking everything we're doing now we're basically Volunteeringly and giving, giving them access to everything. Every, we, we, we tell them to type, here is the offer letter that I need, or here's the customer information, please format it into. So first of all, we're giving AI way more information than, than we, we give ever imagined. Like, yeah. good luck to DLP, by the way, trying to <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> come yeah. up with that. With Absolutely. A solution for that. Absolutely. So, and you have bots that can pretend to be you. You can have a uh, voiceover, you can have a deep fake. So now like talk about trust, like this virtual world is becoming crazy. Like you'll need to get out more and meet people in order to actually see that <laughs> it's yep. in real and not fake. Well, Gabi, yeah. it was a pleasure. We learned a ton and you're doing such an important thing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I really enjoyed it and I would love to. Yeah see more of the stuff you're doing come back again when you have interesting stories um and, and i'll come with a superhero next time absolutely i'll be, I won't be, be boring yeah. um, <laughs> well thanks everyone for listening please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast we are here weekly the didi and lital show thanks didi thanks lital thank you gabby thank you see very you much. soon bye bye